Welcome back, everybody. It's Brandon from the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Hope you guys are doing great today, tonight, this morning, whatever, whenever you listen to this. Man, we are totally steamrolling into the new year. Unbelievable. I can't believe just in a mere few weeks we will be in 2023. And I made a promise, which I probably failed on several times, that I was going to do the email episodes at least once a month, if not every other month, based on traffic and emails and all that. It's been a while. It has been a while. But I thought because we're approaching the end of 2022, we are in the holiday season. I've had a lot of episodes since the last email episode. I thought that I would address those and go through them. So this is the email episode, which I'm actually, you know what? I actually like a lot. I enjoy this because on times when my brain is fried and I don't have any more ideas or I have a lot of ideas, but I don't want to do those ideas for a show. I'm like, let me go look at my emails real quick. Now, for those of you that have emailed me on a regular basis, you know that I answer the emails long before I discuss them on a show or whatever. Same thing with comments or DMs on Instagram, LinkedIn. And let me just go over all the places that you can get a hold of me. First off, obviously, the life of an average Joe at gmail.com. You can email me there. But let's say you're just, let's just old and antiquated, and most people think about emails, they think about work. So let's go to another way the life of an average Joe podcast.com. You can go ahead and message me directly through there. You can sign up through the email blast, or you can go ahead and message me right then and there, and I get them and I'll respond. All of the social media outlets Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. You can get a hold of me there. You can even get a hold of me on Spotify and Anchor. I don't think you can on Apple Podcasts because I've never got any messages. Either that or you guys don't care. So there's all kinds of ways that you can get a hold of me. And you can ask me, talk to me, mention anything. You can tell me the show is phenomenal. You can give me show ideas. You can tell me I suck. You can go ahead and talk about the shows yourself. And, And you know what? The last... I'll say month. I got a really lot of emails. Now, I'm not going to go over all those emails now. I'm not. I will answer them, except for the certain ones that were pretty garbage emails. They really just wanted to, like, kind of bash and all that. I'm not going to discuss that because that's just pointless. And, And you guys aren't even saying anything. Come on. I get enough. I get enough toxic crap on social media. But I will answer all the emails, even if I don't answer them on here. So let's get into the emails. And they're all over the place. I got a lot of them on the Walking Dead episode. So I'm going to start right there. If you guys haven't listened to my Walking Dead uh, podcast, it was the series finale of The Walking Dead. I kind of kind of went back and did a little look back at the show, what I thought were some really high moments, some low moments, where they're going with the future, and what I thought of the series finale. It's hard to believe it's over. I'm taking a drink right now, guys. It's hard to believe it's over, but it is. So the first email I got says this. I was a huge fan of The Walking Dead comic books and graphic novels or graphic novels. I really enjoyed them. I loved the show, but the show fell apart pretty quick. I don't know if it fell apart quick, pretty quick. 
I thought after season three, things went downhill. What? Everybody's entitled to their opinion. However, I continued to watch it and it had great moments. I just felt like it lost the consistency of the first two seasons. Okay, that's fair. That was Nick. Nick, I, t I, I, I disagree with you completely, um, but I, I get it. I do agree that it lost consistency, but not after the third season. Not, I don't, or not after the second season. I think, quite frankly, the biggest part that dropped the ball, there were some weird moments in the prison. That The whole prison angle got kind of weird. And I know when they met the governor, some people were kind of torn the way they handled that. And it might have felt a little choppy, so to speak. I think the biggest fail point for me was the Negan War. It wasn't Negan killing Glenn. I've said this in the, in the podcast. He did that in the comic books. It wasn't him killing Abraham. It wasn't Negan dominating Rick and his crew. That, that was not it. It was the way they handled the war and the episodes that went from Rick being owned by Negan, those little weird episodes in between where we had some like Carol episodes and then Morgan came back, but then there were some things going on and then it was just really weird. And then the final episode of the war, so to speak, I think that's when they lost it. Then of course we saw Rick leave, which felt weird. We saw Michonne leave, which felt weird. It didn't even make sense in the storyline. I guess it could make sense because for Rick, because Rick's body got swept away and then he was, you know, they didn't know if he was alive or dead and then he got flown away in the helicopter by, you know, this, this other group. That's, that's one thing. But the, the amount of stuff that happened from the time he left to now we're bringing him back for a spinoff series and then Michonne just leaves. I talked about this. Everybody on The Walking Dead loves to leave their children. They're just like, you know what? It's a zombie apocalypse, but I'm just going to go. I'll be back. Y'all watch him real quick. I mean, it just, it, it, it was strange to me. I think that's where it went downhill. Um, I'm still a big fan of the show. I still think it was groundbreaking. I, I look forward to seeing these spinoffs because I want it all to end. I don't want to keep seeing spinoffs of The Walking Dead. I want everything connected to The Walking Dead to end. I do. Um, so I'm curious to see how they wrap up some of these loose ends. Here's another one from The Walking Dead. Favorite character of the show was Rick. When Rick left, I got bored. David. David, yeah, I hear you, man. Um, look, Rick had an amazing story arc, if you, if you look at it to, to a degree. First off, I have to admit, and I'm not ashamed to admit this, I did not realize for several seasons, mind you, that Rick was the same dude from Love Actually. Mind you, Love Actually is like one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. It is. I, I watch it multiple times. I may watch it tonight. I, I love it. But I did not realize he was the dude in Love Actually who fell in love with Kira Knightley and had to watch his best friend like marry her and all that. I actually thought that dude was completely annoying in the film. I understood the story behind it, but I had no idea. I look at that dude, and of course, you know, Rick's English, he's British, so he's got an accent, so did that dude. But I look at Rick now, even at, even without his beard, and I look at the dude from Love Actually, and I'm like, what? 
So it blew my mind. But going back to Rick's story, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I mean, here's a guy who was a cop. Had a family. Then all of a sudden he's in a coma. He wakes up and the world is gone. He, he reconnects with his family. But unbeknownst to him, Shane and his wife were doing the deed. His best friend and his wife. So we see that. We see the transition of family man Rick into survivalist. We see the guy who's like, no, we cannot kill these people. You know, I don't want to kill. We have to change the world to I'm going to kill everybody in my sight. Like we see that. And then we never really got to get a completion on that. So that's what I'm hoping for. So I understand being frustrated when Rick left. I was too. I was also frustrated when Rick left because the way he left, it was so many unanswered questions. And for a while there, we were hearing all kinds of rumors on why he left the show. We didn't know exactly. Turns out he just wanted to be close to his family. He was living over in England and he missed his family. And I understand that too. But there's a part of me that's like, dude, you took the job. Like, no offense to, to, to Rick, to the actor. No offense. But he wasn't exactly getting knocked down movie roles. And I, I mean, I would not want to be away from my family either. Why don't you just move your family out? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being picky. But it's, it'll be curi- I'll be curious to see what happens when he comes back. As far as the show, we know we got a little bit of him at the end of The Walking Dead, but going into this new spinoff series, and then I'm sure it's going to tie into the others. It'll be really interesting to see what they do with him. So yeah, I get it. I get being upset. He didn't make me, him leaving didn't make me stop the show, but it definitely, it definitely was a void. So I get that. Let's move on from The Walking Dead. There was a lot of others, and I think I answered you guys on those. We're going to go in a, the hip-hop. Oh, God. All right. So I did a hip-hop episode. I did two of them. I was a two-parter. And really, quite honestly, I could have gotten more detailed into it. Ironically enough, not ironically, but over the course of the last couple years when, of this show, this is not the first time that I've discussed hip-hop. Okay, when I did my concert series, I discussed hip-hop. I did a whole in-depth East Coast, West Coast, Tupac Biggie episode. But I wanted to go through hip-hop because I've been, you know, obviously listening to a ton of it. It's in my heavy rotation. Everybody knows it. I mean, if you if you know me on a personal level, you know how you know my music. If you don't know me on a personal level and you've listened to the show, you know my music. So the fact that I was getting an idea in my head of doing a hip-hop episode I really should have spread, spread it out. I think my, my, my biggest critique on myself and the, where I dropped the ball was not making that like a three-part episode, so to speak. I should have made it a three-parter. But I wanted to try to at least get the gist of it and get people talking. Well, apparently I got people talking. First episode, I pissed everybody off. I've got so many messages. And... Four of these emails are all about Easy. I made, if you guys haven't listened to this episode, I'll tell you what it is, and I'll get to the couple of the emails regarding Easy, and then I'll move on. 
I talked about how Easy E is overrated and that he's not one of the greatest rappers of all time. I read an article from a magazine, well, online, but a magazine, a quote unquote reputable magazine that said how Easy E should be on the list for the greatest of all time, separate of NWA. I disagree. I think what Easy E did for the group was great. Solo, eh. Couldn't hold a candle to what Ice Cube did solo. He also sold his people out. Now, I'm not talking about what he did for the community. I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking about during that time, he sold out his people. He sold out Cube. He sold out those people. His crew, he sold them out. Big time. But I don't think that Eazy-E, as a lyricist, definitely not battle how he flowed and how he wrote his tracks and how he wrote his songs could be in that in that legendary greatest of all time. Is he legendary? Yes. You want to put him you want to put NWA in that group? You're never going to hear me complain. I just happened to mention that because I thought it was interesting that this article would say that. And I got blasted. Racial slurs just derogatory state and I and normally I don't care because it's just a bunch of idiots out there anyway I could care less now I got emails first email guy didn't even put his name he puts his letter M maybe it stands for moron I don't know the fact that you would even put in the sentence that EZE should not be the greatest one of the greatest rappers of all time and that he is overrated just shows you how ignorant you are when it comes to rap. You clearly do not understand hip hop, so why are you doing a show about it? Okay. Well, M, one, you got something to say, put your whole name. Two, if you knew how to listen to this statement, I was referencing an article and I was blown away and then I was backing up why I was blown away. That somebody in a quote-unquote reputable outlet, media outlet, that this is what they do, would even argue that Eazy-E should be one, one of the greatest of all time. But you had to come out there and blast and clearly not ever listen to the, I don't even know. I mean, thank you for listening, but you clearly don't know me and that I don't know anything about hip-hop. So there you go. The other one I got, this was hilarious, by the way. Only a white guy would say that. That's what they said. Now, mind you, I got that comment on TikTok and Instagram, too. But this fool, Brian, which I don't know if I'm guessing. I mean, if we're just going to make stupid, ignorant, derogatory statements. I mean, if we're going to add and say stupid, ignorant statements then I'm going to assume that, Brian, you very well could be white, too. I'm also trying to figure out why only a white guy would say that. And I didn't know that race, color, sex, religion had anything to do with the conversation of hip-hop. So, <laughs> Brian, I'm just so curious as where you could pull that piece of garbage from.
I mean, did you sit in the basement and go, you know what? This is a white guy saying this. I got to tell him that he's white. I don't know if you know this. I, I'm aware that I'm white, first of all. I've, I've been aware for 44 years, mind you. Number two, I feel like your statement is so ignorant that it, it's not even worth my time. But I just guess wanted to give it to the example to everybody of, of what's out there. This is what's out there. Now, let's get into some more discussion about hip-hop away from the Eazy-E statement. Here's one from Tayshawn. Is it Tayshawn Prince? I just went to a Pistons game, so I'm all thinking about the good old days. Tayshawn. Yeah, I can agree with most of your list, but I got to say you left out quite a few. I also don't know if I would put Jay-Z on the list because really, honestly, what has he done that would make him great? Besides make a ton of money and, and marry Beyonce. Well, that's fair. Well, Tayshawn, dude, you didn't give me you didn't give me anybody. Who I I'm I know for a fact I left people off, dude. I, I know it. And the reason I said Jay Z is, even though he is notorious for, look, I want to say notorious, but look, ninety nine problems. He stole that from Ice T. Flat out stole that from Ice T. Ice T had that for a long time. Chris Rock heard that, talked about it with Jay-Z. Jay-Z took it and, and made a track out of it and never gave Ice-T love for it. But the reason is because if you go through and listen to what he's done with Eminem, what he did with Lil Wayne, I'm talking early stuff. You're looking on that 99 Problems album, I was at the Black album. That dude, and we can give credit to the producers and everybody who dropped, who made, who mixed it, and everything because that album is mixed perfectly. But that dude, if you listen to those tracks, man, he really ups his game. And I've seen him in concert twice. And I got to tell you, man, he did a good job. I mean, everything he did with Linkin Park and then with the two times I saw him in concert, man, it, it, he lived up to it. Now, do I think that every single one of his songs is perfect? No. Do I think that he's perfect? Nah, forget it. Do I think there's a bunch of other people out there that are better? Yeah, but I think as a whole, you've got to put them on that list. But Tayshaun, man, I would love to hear who is who you think I left off because you're probably right. I just want to hear it. Here's another one from Mike. Mike, Brandon, how could you sit there and not give the Beastie Boys love? They totally deserve love. The fact that you that you quite frankly said that they weren't one of your favorites and you didn't put them on the list tells me you were being biased. Well, I probably was being biased, dude. But there's also guys that I put on the list that I don't like. Look, I didn't say I don't like the Beastie Boys. You got to give them credit for what they did, who they were, and when they came out. No questions asked. I'm just saying, when we're talking about outcasts, NWA, Wu-Tang, Public Enemy, Run DMC, I think Beastie Boys starts to get in the conversation around the Run DMC comp. Uh, point. I don't think that Beastie Boys is in the same sentence as Wu-Tang and N.W.A. And then I guess we could go to Outkast, even though that's a duo. We, you know, they're still a group. I don't think that they're in that conversation. I think that they are one of the best and groundbreaking, but I just, yes, they're not my favorite, but I just don't think they're in that conversation with N.W.A. and Wu-Tang at all. But should they have probably been on the list? Yeah, they should. 
And they probably are, if I'm talking like out of 100, 150. They're not top 50 for me. That's for sure. Let's see what else we got there. Do a couple more on this hip-hop one here. Jordan. I really appreciate that you mentioned the female hip-hop artists that you did. Although I don't, I don't agree with every one that you said, I appreciate that you mentioned them because I feel like females don't get a lot of representation in hip-hop. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you, Jordan. I feel like that too. Um, there are a ton of female hip-hop artists out there that get overlooked by the ones that are quote-unquote popular now, the ones that are on the radio, the ones that have been on the radio. We forget about all those MCs and all those ladies that came in long before that, the ones that were behind the scenes, the ones that didn't make the radio. So I do think that. I love, that's why when I brought up Missy and I go back to listening to her, and even like, you know, back in the Mary J. Blige before she really went to the R&B phase, let's not forget she was hip-hop, man. And I go back to that and I listen to her and I'm like, dang. I'm not a big fan of Foxy Kim and Little, and you know, and, and Foxy Kim, Foxy Brown and Lil Kim. I'm not. But I look back at what they did and I'm like, all right, there was a level. You wouldn't have, you know, Cardi B's now if it weren't for them. So I, you know, I, I want more. I mean, what about DeBrat? Remember DeBrat? I mean, DeBrat had it in her. She fizzled, but she had it in her. So I do think that there is a, and there's probably a lot, let's be real. There's probably a lot of female hip hop artists underground. I don't even want to say underground. That's not even true. Ones that haven't made it. You know, ones that, that aren't in the big time that I don't know about. I know for a fact there's a bunch of them that I don't know about that'll probably blow half these ladies all, you know, out of the water, especially Cardi B. Now, I said when Cardi B first came out, I was impressed. I was. I'm not going to lie to you. It was fun. Well, it was fun to dance to. It was fun to listen to. It couldn't help it. But it also, I don't know, she changed. Now, I could care less about Cardi B. I just kind of over her. But absolutely, you cannot talk about hip-hop without talking about these female artists, flat out. By the way, guys, there's a few emails. Some of you guys mentioned Ice-T a couple times. I, 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 I can't disagree with you. Ice-T did a lot for hip-hop and doesn't, doesn't really get the love that he deserves for hip-hop. He's more known for, obviously, being in the hip-hop world. He's more known for SVU. <laughs> and what he did with Body Count when he came out with Cop Killers than he is for hip-hop amongst most people. I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying he doesn't get the love like Ice Cube, Tupac, Biggie, uh, LL Cool J, things like that. He was a different animal. But Ice Cube should definitely, or Ice-T should definitely be mentioned. Absolutely. I did mention, uh, there's a couple of you guys went on about Wu-Tang. Look, I, I think I made it clear how much I love Wu-Tang. Absolutely. Um, I mean, just on an individual level, they deserve their whole, their whole episode. I mean, they do. They, they all deserve to be in the, in the Hall of Fame. Every single one of them on an individual level, not to mention what they did as a supergroup. And that's what they were. Snoop Dogg, absolutely. Somebody said Warren G 
doesn't get love because they felt like he was a one-hit wonder. Look, I think Warren G was great. I don't think he's necessarily a one-hit wonder. I just think that Warren kind of just appeared and kind of bowed out. I don't know if I put him as the greatest, but I got nothing bad to say about him. At all. Everlast, I completely disagree with, guys. I got two people that sent me an email about Everlast. Look. <laughs> House of Pain was hard when that came out. It was great. And then Everlast, you know, went and started to do his own thing. You know, he had his heart attack, almost died, changed the way he, he did music. No, he's not the greatest. He's not going to be on that list of greatest. If you're going to put him on a, an influential list, sure. But I'm not putting him on the greatest. Somebody brought up Post Malone. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, Posty is a unique being and is one of the best out there over the last six years, seven years. Absolutely. He's more than hip-hop, though. Do I put him on as the, one of the greatest? Nah, not right now. Do I put him in as, as a very influential artist and one of the best over the last six years? Yeah, I do. But I am not putting him on the list as one of the greatest. Not when you're talking about guys like Tupac and Eminem. And I mean, it's not the same conversation. It doesn't take anything away from what he does, but we're not putting him on that list. You know, we'll see what happens in the next five years. All right, let's get to another email here. There's an interesting one. I've been listening to your podcast for the last six or seven months now. I have to go back and listen to some of the others. So if you have addressed this already, then I apologize. This is from Tim from Ohio. Tim from Ohio. And I'm not saying last names because I don't know if they want me to. And some people didn't. I could guess by their email. But anyway, um... Marie, read that. Sorry. Let me go back. If you address this already, then I apologize. What is your take on religion? Wow. There's going right for it, Tim. Ain't nothing going on in Ohio. And Tim just said, you know what? Let's just go. What is my take on religion? <sighs> well, I haven't talked much about religion or politics on the show. Um, I used to do a segment, and you maybe you've heard of it. It's called This Dude and That Dude. I was, I was, on This Dude and That Dude with David Harvey, we used to be live every Thursday. And I don't remember, <laughs> I keep wanting to say Soundwave, but it was not Soundwave. It was another app. And it was a really good app. We had fun doing it, but um, uh, we would go live and people could actually uh, call in. And we had some good numbers and it helped promote the show. Got off that and we did a segment on here called This Dude and That Dude. And it was monthly. Now, I have not done that segment in a long time. But that segment was very different than anything I did on the show because each time we would pick a topic. So let's say we were getting ready to do a show, David would pick a topic. And I would have no idea what that topic was. It could be religion, politics, food, sports, something happened in the news, his marriage, whatever. And we talk about it. There, nothing was off limits. And then the next month, I would pick one. And we've talked about everything from abortion to death. So I may have discussed religion to a degree, especially during the abortion one. But I don't think I've really done it on my show. And I try to, I try to kind of stay out of it. I have had 
a political episode on here once, maybe twice. I say what I have to say and I move on. I just think there's enough people out there and we hear it all the time. And aren't we sick and tired of it when it comes to politics? So as far as religion goes is this. I personally, and that's a kind of an open-ended question. My take on it is that a lot of times it gets shoved in our faces. And I'm not here to offend anybody. I think people, I think there's a lot of people, the loudest people, whether you're Christian, Jewish, Muslim, Hindu, you believe in a five-eyed goat that rides a turtle that can ski down a mountain, whatever you believe in, the loudest people in that group are typically not the ones that you want representing that belief. For the most part, I'm not saying that there aren't great people in, in all those religions that I named that are speaking loudly. But if you look at it, like especially Christianity, if you look at it lately, and they're the ones that, that really, in a sense, are under, I, I, they really are under attack, if you think about it. I mean, most of them are. But it, if you really look at it, and some of it they brought on themselves. And I don't, I am not lumping them in one category. I don't think that's fair. I don't want to lump everybody who's a Christian in one category. But look at the loudmouth people out there that sit there and wave the flag for Christianity, uh, Judaism, whatever. If you look at that, they are typically hypocrites. They are jerks. They have something to hide. And then it gets exploited. And guess what? The entire group gets this label on them. And it sucks. It's not fair. It's not fair. So I think from that aspect, you got to shut those people up. I don't need somebody in a billion dollar church telling me what to do. Finding money in their walls and they're telling me what to do. I don't need somebody that is telling me how to give and give and give, yet they're, dro they're driving away in their fourth Mercedes Benz. I don't, I don't need a talking head politician who claims that they don't believe in this because it's against their beliefs with God, yet they're out there uh, doing blow off a 17-year-old's butt. And they get busted and they say, oh, I had a moment of weakness. No, you're a skeevy perv. So that's the people that we need to shut up and get them out of there because I don't think they're a true representation. Now, as far as what anybody believes in, I don't really care. I don't have to agree with you. I don't have to like it, disagree with you. I don't have to believe what you believe. I don't care. I think that pretty much everybody, as long as it's not hurting somebody else, do what you want. Look, you got to take it up with, with the maker at the end. If you don't believe in the maker, in any maker, that's fine. That's not my problem. If you do and you're failing according to your beliefs, then you got to take it up with him or her, depending on what you believe. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care what you do, but don't interfere with me and don't take my rights away because of it. You know, they talk about this country being founded one nation under God. That's not true. This country wasn't founded under God. That came later. So, yes, in God we trust. 
is on the money and on this. Yes, and that's fine. And that point in history was when that became a thing. But let's not forget back in the day when this country was founded. It was founded under all kinds of crap. So I, I don't like that they use that as an excuse. I have no problem saying, look, we believe in God. This is my choice. I, whatever. I don't have a problem. That's, that's fine. But when people are like, look, this country was founded under God. I'm like, y'all, it, it really wasn't. Okay, you guys need a history lesson. And I'm not bashing that. Look, I believe in God. I'm probably a horrible example of a Christian, but I do. I, ha I do, and I'm not, you know, whatever. I do my best. There are some things that I just won't do. I am against. It's a moral code. Now, my moral code has been tested over the years. And my moral code... I have broken my moral code 17 ways till Sunday over the years. But now that I'm older and I don't have really much toxic crap in my life, except for the stuff that I deal with on my own, the struggles that we all deal with and the stress and all that, I handle it in a different way because not just for my son, but handling it the other way didn't work out. So I don't care what people believe in. I've got friends that don't believe in anything. I got Muslims for friends, Jewish, you know, that are Jewish for friends. I've got people that are, I've got some friends that are Indian. I don't even know what they believe because they've never told me and we've never asked or I've never asked. So I guess that's my take if, if that answers your question there. Feel free to comment back though if I'm wrong. Let's go another one. Let's, let's find a girl in here. You know, by the way, my girl listenership is up. It's almost, a, it's like a 52% on their side. So thank you, ladies. <clears throat> However, my relationships with girls is down. So there you go. I don't know what that means. Not to say my relationships with guys is up, but whatever. Um, look, I don't like I don't like anybody equally. So it's not one or the other. Um... Let's see here. Let's go through this email. Jennifer. I'm just Jenny from the block. Jennifer from Florida. Uh-oh, it's a Florida woman. Here we go. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. What do you like to do for the holidays? What's your favorite part? Do you get together with a lot of people? I heard an episode where you talked about getting together with your family in Detroit or back in Michigan. All your cousins. Do you do anything like that here? Yeah, that's a fun one. Well, Jennifer, no, <laughs> I don't. Um, I did an episode a long time ago, and I think that might be what you're referring to. Who knows? I talk so much, so who knows? I, I haven't gotten together with all my family, like under one roof in a very, very long time. Um, my grandma and papa are both passed away. My other grandma passed away. Um, my uncles are still around, but they're like in, they're getting old and they're in relationships. They do their own thing and they visit their grandkids a lot. My parents, you know, I saw them recently, but they're in Michigan. I don't go back there all the time. I, I don't even want to go back all the time. If you want me to be honest with you, I don't. I just don't. <laughs> I don't mean that rude. I just don't. Um, I had fun the last time I went, you know. 
got to see my buddy Ken. Got to go hang out with Steve from the Notes of a Goats podcast. I mean, he's just basically like a brother to me. So was Brandon, the other Brandon from the Notes of a Goats, but he bailed, you know, whatever, kids. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and, and there's some people back home that I really, that I really do like, you know. Um, I was supposed to get together with this friend that we were friends in, in high school, um, but she was out of town when I went up there and I didn't have much time. But as far as getting together down here, like in Texas, I don't have any family down here. You know, my son is my family. Um, quite frankly, he's all I spent my holidays with. You know, I used to get together with my group, my, my group of, of dude friends, the boys. They've all gone through different names. And quite frankly, I, you know, part of it is we're spread even further across Texas now by a lot of us. Um, you know, we're different. We're all on different levels. And, and these all are truthfully excuses, but this is just what's happening. We're all on different levels. You know, my buddy David is married. You know, they got a house. And he already lived out there. But now he lives even further out there. So it's a big deal to go out there. It, you know, it's not a big deal to where I haven't done it. We went out to Turning Point one time. He had his bachelor party out at Martin House. Uh, I went out to his apartment and it was just him and I and we hung out. And he's been to my place plenty of times. So that's not the excuse. Uh, it's, it's harder now because of my job and all that. And I'm also, one of the biggest things we used to do was get together and drink. You know, we were the big beer nerds, still are, swapping beers and all that. I mean, we would, I mean, we had a crew. I don't drink really anymore. I drank with David back in October was the last time I saw him. But I don't drink anymore. I, I mean, in a sense, it's not to say I haven't had one recently, like I had one in Michigan, but I can go months. I, I'm to the point where I really could quit drinking. Now I taste and I sample a lot for my job and I still have a passion for it uh, from beer and wine and stuff like that, but I just don't do it. So that's part of it. And that's not to say that we can't get together and do something besides drinking because obviously we can. Um, it just gets harder. So I thought about getting together and doing things with friends for like a Christmas get together, but that's also hard. A lot of times they're out of, you know, my friend group is shrunk. Part of it for good reason, because those, some people I was hanging out with were never my friends. And some of them were never my friends. And I knew that and I kept them at arm's length. And then of course they showed their true colors. And then some just moved, disappeared, and here we are. So I don't do that. I, my favorite part about Christmas is I, I really do like decorating. I really do like the idea of it being cooler, even though in Texas it's not usually. I love the idea of it. It's for when it is cool, there's that change in the air, and I, and I like that. I enjoy the stuff that goes around, the, the feel. I always try to be nicer. I should be that way all the time, but I always try to be nicer on Christmas. 
or during the holiday season. I love doing stuff with my son. You know, we, we paint, we, we just painted some decorations the other day and put them up on the Christmas tree. We do make the gingerbread houses or Christmas houses. We bake cookies and treats. We decorate, we watch Christmas movies. I always buy him pajamas or I get him an ugly sweater. We go and walk around and do Christmas activities. You know, he's not one for Santa. Um, he doesn't really feel like going to talk to Santa. He's never been that way. Um, he likes Santa, but he doesn't want to do it. So like this year was, he's not seen Santa. You know, we've, we've managed to see him the past couple of years. This year I asked him and he said no. So we wrote a letter. I'll put it in the mailbox. I think it's fun. I think making memories with him as big and little, it's not so much the gift um, that he gets, it's just making memories. Whether we stay up all night, I say all night, you know, he always wears a Christmas hat. I've got this little like Christmas stocking hat. He wears it and he just wears it. I'll, I'll, I'll come out of the shower and I'll just be on his head and he's sitting there watching TV with it on. And I love that. It puts a smile on my face because he's so happy. He just puts it on. That tells me that he's into it. Like he's into it, you know? Um, dad, you know, they tell me, Dad, I want to wear my Christmas jammas tonight. Okay, cool. I like that because you don't, have, you don't know how long those moments are going to last because as I get older, things change. But that to me is the fun part. I'm happy about it. I love watching him be happy. It makes me happy. So... That's probably it. And then I watch my movies, you know, Love Actually, Krampus, Scrooged, um, Muppets Christmas Carol, Nightmare Before Christmas, Gremlins, Die Hard, you know, all the usual classics, A Jingle All the Way, love that Schwarzenegger film. That's, that's probably it for me, as far as the holidays go. Good question. Let's see if we got another girl here. You know, I get this one a lot. This one comes in a lot. And I, I'm i going to read it because I, I really want to like kind of just set the tone. And I thought I've done this already, but I'll set it again. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm not even angry. Not even angry. This is from Blair. Now, Blair could be a boy's name too, but I think it's a girl. I'm going to assume you're a girl. I've only known one Blair in my life. I've known two. One was a guy and one was a girl. So there you go. So I know that you talked about on a recent episode that you were dating somebody. Well, I'm, I'm not dating anybody. So anyway, and during that episode, oh yeah. Okay, anyway, but you haven't really talked much about it. I've heard your relationship episode. Relationship episode? I don't remember that one, but sure. Do you think that you'll get married again? <laughs> Why? Why? Why are you asking? Did you send some pics? Do I need to swipe right or left? Um, wait a minute. Do you have one of those accounts that I have to pay for? Just saying. I don't want to do that. I don't want to slide my DMs the other way. That'd be fine. Anyway, Blair, I'm kidding. Um, so as far as going back to dating, no. I am not dating anybody and... I think I know that episode that you were talking about. That's a complicated topic. Um, no, I won't get married again. I just flat out say it. And I hate talking about the reason why. 
but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. Look, it's no secret I'm divorced. Okay. I don't talk about it because dude, it's old. It's old. I'm done. I make jokes about it because it's funny. It's part of my life, but it's old and I don't care. I don't care. I cannot stress the level of don't care. Like there's that high peak of don't care and I'm the next level up, but I don't want to get married again. First off, I say I'm old. I know I'm not. I just want to focus on my son. I want to have, have, I want to focus on my job. I want to have fun when I can. And that's it. I don't have time to get in a relationship and potentially want to get married. The idea of getting married right now actually makes me angry. It's not that I don't believe in marriage. I do. I just don't believe in this. I believe in marriage so much that I'm choosing not to get married. I don't have time. Because you know why? I will absolutely not be good for that person, that girl. I will not be good. Not to say I will cheat because I'm not that. I've never done that. And everybody knows my feelings on that. I'm not an abuser. You know, I'm not some alcoholic. I'm not a drug dealer. You know, that's not what I mean. I will just let that girl down because I will not give her this hypothetical girl, I will not give her the time that I, that she deserves. I won't do it. I know I won't do it. Why? I don't want to do it. I want to hang out with my son. And then when he's gone doing his school thing, gets older, then I want to do my focus on my job still and do my own thing. And maybe, maybe decide to actually hang out with my friends once in a while. If I still have any by that time, that's it. It's not that I'm jaded. It's that I just don't want to. Some people don't get married. Some people just, just don't. Some people just aren't, they, they've, they've shot their load in so many ways with the relationships and the people that they've fallen for and all that, that they don't have anymore. That's it. They're done. And I believe that. I think when we force people, when people are so focused on a relationship, and so focused on getting married that that's when that crap happens. They make the wrong decisions. They, they settle or they suffer in silence and then they make a worse decision. I know people that are so dead on getting married. It's like they, like every relationship is like the one until that isn't one. And then they move to the next one and they're like, well, we're moving in together. Oh, I'm engaged. Oh, I'm doing this. And then, you know, inevitably it's going to fail. Because they crave it or they think in their head that this is what's supposed to happen. And look, do you. But I'm not trying to like collect engagement. Well, I don't collect engagement rings. I'm not trying to collect wedding rings like I'm like infinity stones. I'm not trying to make a gauntlet of all my exes. So I just don't think so, man. I don't. It takes a lot too, besides some pretty girl to make me want to even spend time with them. I do. This sounds like a, I'm sound like a prick. I know that, but it's true. Yeah. I see, occasionally I start talking to somebody and I'm like, man, it's a cool person. But then I stop myself. I don't know why I just do. 
I, there's somebody out there who, who listens to this podcast who's probably nodding her head right now. And, and she, she was an awesome chick, and that's probably the girl that you are referring to from the, the, the show when you said I was dating somebody. But I didn't, I, I didn't end up committing to her because I am a train wreck. So I just would rather be my train wreck somewhere else, you know? Next email. All right. This is going to be my last one, guys. And by the way, guys, these are so, I got some killer emails. You guys are awesome. This has been fun. I've, I still have to respond to some, but I want you to know I'm going to respond to all of them. So just, just let you know that and continue to send those emails, by the way, because it's, it's a fun time. How do I be a guest on your show? I've got like two of these. This one doesn't have a name, so skip. Go to the next one. Hey, Brandon, you don't often have guests on your show, but I have heard you several times over the last year. How do I be a guest on it? Well, who is this? Late Night Jim. <laughs> That's fun. Um, Late Night Jim. Well, two things. I... When I first came up with this show, it wasn't about guests. I have a lot of stories. I have a lot of things. I have a lot of, you know, it's the life of an average Joe. So if it works out that a guest fits in to that particular episode, that particular moment of the show, of my podcast, of my life, I bring them in. And I've had quite a few. I've had, you know, I had an interview with Matt Bell, my good friend, Prag Padilla. We talked. That was a great one. Just recently, I had Ken Salinas of Voo Dudes on. That guy's a, a, amazing, you know. Um, God, I had a, an author on. It's World Traveler. Uh, Nick Luck of the AOK podcast has been on multiple times. Uh, David Harvey, this dude and that dude. Uh, my buddy Ken. Uh, of course, Stephen Brandon from the Notes Magoats podcast. They've been on. Dude, my man from the Wilson King podcast has been on. So I've had a lot of people, but it's spread out. So the reason is I don't just grab people. I've got a couple coming up next year. I've got some other friends of mine or people that it kind of fit our paths crossed and it kind of worked. I have them coming up um, next year. And it's just kind of like to sprinkle it throughout. But I don't just say, hey, come on my show, you know. As far as how can you be a guest on, don't take this wrong way. I don't even know you, Late Night Jim. Maybe I do know you. I don't know. Um, but I don't just say, hey, come on the show. Let's talk about something. I've, I've, I've been invited on a lot more shows than I've been on. And I've been on a lot. I, I will say that. I've been on a lot. And it's, it always amazes me and always makes me excited and proud and honored when somebody wants me on the show. It's truly because it's a lot of hard work, you know, podcasting, uh, content creating, it, it's a lot of hard work. So the fact that you're getting somebody that either A, maybe you don't even know, onto your show and you're trying to click, man, it's, it's not easy. So whenever anybody invites me on, I'm honored. Um, there's been a couple people that have invited me on their show and I had to respectfully decline. Um, and that was tough. And mostly it was because when I listened to their show, 
I didn't want to be associated with it. It wasn't that like they sucked. It just, the things that they were talking about, I didn't want to talk about. So I had to respectfully decline. And they were cool about it. We still kick it. I still support them. But so I don't just bring everybody on because I've also been scheduled to do shows and I've had people blow me off. I've had guests that I really knew would be good for the show and it worked and it fit in with the life of an average show and they blew me off not once, not twice, but three times and I had to blow them off. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty picky on that. But Late Night Jim, you never know. Things happen. Maybe one day we'll click. Look, I met Nick Luck on Soundwave. Now he's like a good buddy of mine. We talk off the air and he's been on the show multiple times. We do live stuff. We go on Wisdom. Um, God, we are on TikTok together. I'm on his show. Like he's been on Trash Talk, you know, so with Stuart Sachs that I do every week. Things happen. So I, I would say this, look, Late Night Jim, if you have something that you're doing, like a, a podcast, send me the link so I can check it out. But also, hey, reach out to people. What you did is great. How do I be on your show? But give people a little more uh, background on what's going on and to see if they if you fit. Well, guys, that was the email show. I want to appreciate, uh, I want to say thank you, and I appreciate all you guys for all your questions, minus the uh, ignorant ones. And um, but go ahead and send those anyway. Those are fun too. And uh, I'll do this again, probably not till, I'll give it a good month and I'll do it again. But we are wrapping up 2022, only a couple episodes left, and it is, it is on to 2023. Lots of fun things coming up. I did get the confirmation and the mock-up of the beanies, so I will be posting that on all social media platforms so you guys can take a look at the new beanies that are coming, as well as the mock-up of the new t-shirt. So I'll post that on there as well, too. Uh, you can go ahead and check that out on the Life of an Average Show podcast.com. Uh, t-shirts and beanies will be available in January. Got a couple live events coming up. Very excited about it. Going out to some places. Got some interviews coming up. We're going to be hitting a uh, brewery here in January. More details on that. So that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, again, if you guys got any questions, concerns, comments, thank you for the support. Shares, follows, likes, dislikes. Keep it coming, man. You know, I hate, I don't want to hear the positive all the time. And I guess I don't. That's why I like doing these email episodes. Because I get to hear the real stuff and tell me I suck and it's okay. But I appreciate all you guys. Have a great one and I'll see you next Wednesday.